Welcome to Baddest Mothers in the Room. I'm Casey and I'm the mother of Bo, a 17 and a half month old baby boy. And I'm Tristan. I'm the mother of Nellie, a 14 and a half month old baby girl. We're the kind of people that didn't know if we were going to have babies or not, but we did and we're here to talk about it. No, we are not people professionals. <laughs> uh, so if, don't take our advice too seriously if we give you any. And if you have a problem with, with what we say, we're not going to take your comments too seriously either. Uh, what? <laughs> we're just going to talk about the perils of parenting, but we love it if you weigh in on each topic and give us ideas of other things you want to hear us uh yammer on about yeah boy will we yammer yeah we're good at that yeah we haven't yammered in a while last time we yammered was when you were gone that's why it feels like a long time it does really feel like a long time yeah i was like what are these what everything has happened in my life mm-hmm. i mean not really that much has happened but no whatever. but it was like back when you were on vacation so it was a phone yeah call and the polar vortex felt like 12 days in a row mm. So. Mm. i wouldn't know here we are. No, you wouldn't, would you? Well, it was pretty damn cold Friday, yeah. so... Ooh, it was bad when I was walking to work. I was like, my little face! My poor face! There's like a part where you have to walk over the river. Oh, yeah. Um, And I was just like, oh, why? Nasty. And you're yeah. like, I don't know what this is like, because I wasn't here for the polar vortex. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. It is really good. I, I can hear your baby hacking in the yeah, other room. It's my... your baby, your toddler. There he is, hacking and squealing like a little piggy. Yeah, he's a toddler. Yeah. He's a sick little toddle. Yeah. Yeah, poor guy. How's that been? I mean, fine. That's my fail. Oh, great. Actually, um, first of all, it's my fail because I think I know like the exact moment he got sick. And I could be wrong because you never really know what the, you know, like germs mm-hmm. are everywhere, but... On Friday, during the day before it got, like, brutally cold. No, not Friday. I had a lot to do on Friday. I was busy. Uh, <laughs> Thursday, before it got brutally cold, um, I took him out. So we were going to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And it rained a lot in the morning. And I was like, okay, it's not raining now. So this is a good time to go. But I didn't bring our his, like, rain cover thing because he hates it for his stroller. Oh. So we're just kind of, like, strolling over there. And it was, like, misting. Mm. It was, like, this cold, misty rain. And I'm like, ah, we're fine. And then, and then literally on Friday, he woke up with a cold, and I was like, oh, fuck. And it's a doozy. Aww. I mean, I feel like every time babies get a cold, it's like, God. <laughs> it's just like he sneezes and just like instantly. And like ropes of yes, green. Just <laughs> green and yellow ropes shoot out of his <laughs> But you don't even see like the action. Like I need to do some like <sighs> really slow-mo capture of this or something. Because mm, it's like horrible. they're just not there, and then they're there. He sneezes, <laughs> and it's just like, bing. Two lines. Uh, uh, uh. Um, and now his nose is bleeding a little. Aww. And his mouth is bleeding all of a sudden. And that this was like some exterior reason, I think. He was bouncing around in the bed and all of a sudden he's like, ah! And he had blood in his mouth. I think it was because he was drinking out of his uh, bottle that has the little oh, built-in straw. Yeah, and I think the little built, edge. Yeah, I yeah. think the straw like jammed on his gum or mm. something. But I was like, oh, this poor guy's got bodily fluids coming out of his every direction of his head. <laughs> he's crying. He's snotting. He's drooling, he's bleeding. Like, oh, you poor monster. And in addition to all that, I've just had a very busy week and very busy weekend. And so I feel like I haven't been like the cuddly mom that I should be. Mm. I'm a little more like, I need you to take it down a notch. <laughs> You're going to need to take care of yourself. Because I've got, got a lot of stuff to do. And he's like, way woo, he wants TV. Way woo, way woo, mama, <laughs> mama, way woo. Ooh, yeah. It's, Have you figured out what he wants to watch yet when he no, says Wei Wu? No, we tried Ugh. to Wei Woo yesterday. I'm like, what do you want to Wei Woo, kid? Um, it was, he says ball. So I t- like go to YouTube. I'm like, ball for kids, specifically. Yeah. Ball for kids. Good not, idea. Not ball for adult. Um, and there's like a, all these weird videos that you can tell are like, they're made for American kids, but they're like made by a computer in China. Oh, Yeah. I've heard, I feel like I've heard of one of these. Yeah. You're like, what is this? And it'll be like this ball and it goes in the microwave and then it like blows up and then uh. it comes back out and it's red and it'll be like red color. Like that's not how we say that. We just say red <laughs> or we say the color red. We just don't say red color. Um, and then like this like paintbrush comes out and paints it with glitter it's like it's all real robotic and weird and then he likes his abc song at the beginning it's like abc song u.s version like good thank you cool um 
yeah, it's weird. But he'll be two minutes into each video and then be like, ah, 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 wait, 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 wait. And I'm like, what? What I have put on, um, I just wanted to put on music for Nelly, but I was on Chris's computer because he had left it by the, uh, in the dining room, uh, where, I mean, in the kitchen she was eating. I don't know why this is important. But anyway, so he had wandered away. So I was like, I'm going to put on some music. I'm not allowed to put music on Chris's Spotify. I think we've talked about this before. I don't think so. Oh, I'm not allowed to play Chris's Spotify. I had at one point been like, can I like, can you just share your Spotify with me? And he's like, actually, no. Because he really what? loves his the Discover Weekly. Oh. And I mess up his algorithms with my show tunes. Um <gasps> So I thought it was because anyone you're friends with can see what you're playing. Uh, it's no, like no. you would be an embarrassment. Like he works very hard to curate his Discover Weekly okay. so that it will keep giving him new music that is pertinent to his interests. Um, so yeah, so then it, we used to play Nelly's playlist of like classical music uh-huh. on it, but then that was messing up his uh. algorithm or whatever. So now I have my own, and you know. It's everything's fine, but anyway. So I was like, I have to do it on YouTube. I'll mm-hmm. just turn the computer away from her so she can't see it. Uh-huh. And I put on, um, I was like, kids songs for babies. Well, of course, Baby Shark. Yes, woo, Baby Shark. And I was like, fine, Baby Shark. I don't care. Um, and so we listened to that, and then it was a playlist. So I was like, cool, it'll play the next song. And then the next song was the exact same song, except instead of shark, they said car. Baby car. It was like baby car. Baby car. And like mama car, daddy. Like literally the same. And I was like, well, that was fucking stupid. And then the next one played and it was baby monkey banana nanana, baby monkey banana. And I was like, this is turning off right now. This is unacceptable. That is that is so that is so YouTube right there. I mean, it was all that brain. It was pink fong. Like it wasn't like ripoffs. Yeah. It was like, they were just like, this is what we do now. This is This it. is what we do, 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 do now. <laughs> yeah, because there are a million different Baby Shark versions, too. Because I watched one of those on YouTube, and I was like, this is trash. Oh, so it was still Baby Shark, but then he was just doing other things? It was, yeah. Really- it was like a rip-off version, because um, it wasn't that ping-pong or whatever. Oh, okay. But it was, it was again, it was about, like, the horrible graphics. <laughs> so it comes on at first, like, all these, like, like robotic, like, sim-looking people, like, come out, and they're kind of, like, bopping. And one's like a baby, and then it's a little girl, and then it's a little boy, and then it's a mom, and then it's a dad. I'm like, oh, they're going to do a different version where it's baby shark, and then it's like sister shark, brother shark, mom shark, dad shark. No, they still did baby shark, and it was the baby. I'm like, okay. And then they show the little boy, and he's like, or the little girl, and the little girl's like, mama shark, do, 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 do. I'm like, hmm. what the hell? Then the little boy, daddy shark, do, do. Then the guy who's clearly like, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I, I can't tell the age on Sims. But he's a 30-year-old man. Sure. And he's like, Grandpa Shark. And then the mom was Grandma Shark. And I was like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> These people yeah, clearly. Young parents. This is disgusting. These kids had a child when they were like 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, YouTube will take you down some horrible paths. Yeah. Oh, agrees. I, yeah, I, feel agrees. I, feel I also like manage to get Baby Shark out of my head when I have something else to do. Like I, when I teach improv on Thursday nights, mm-hmm. a couple Thursdays ago I was in class and one guy referenced Baby Shark. Like we're going to the Baby Shark concert in a mm-hmm. scene, mm-hmm. and after the scene I was like, "Great, everything was great except for you." I spend my whole day with Baby Shark, and then it was finally out of my head, and I'm finally surrounded by adults for once in my week, and you bring up Baby Shark. <laughs> and a lot of the other adults that are, you know, they're all 20-something are they like, probably don't even what's know what that? Yeah. So then I made them all listen to it. <laughs> Did they watch the video, too, with the little kids? No, I didn't do that. I just just hooked them up with the tunage. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool like that. Yeah. Um, do you want to know my win? No, I'm good. Good. Because I don't fucking have one. Oh, I wow. literally, I have no idea. I have four or five loss, or fails. Oh, no. I was like, is my win? So Nellie moved to the new room in daycare. So that's Nellie's win. I, yeah, I'm not sure how that relates to me, except we were excited about it happening, so. Yeah. Okay, so you're excited so, for your daughter. That's okay. Yeah, good job. You're proud of your daughter. Yeah, I don't know. This week has been the pits, dude. And not even like uh, 
Not like before when I was like, wham, my stepfather died. Poor me. Yeah, that was the pits. Yeah, that was the actual pits. This week has just been like, ooh. Nellie has started getting tantrums, you guys. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. And I don't know how how to deal with it. They (laughs) suck. Part of, I mean, one of the biggest hot tips I read is just walk away and let it happen, which I'm like, okay, cool. Great. Yeah. Because I don't want to deal with it anyway. Yeah. But sometimes you're on a time crunch. Yeah. I haven't done enough research yet. Like, I've read a couple things, and I did read one that was like, just walk away or ignore it, la, la, la. And I was like, okay. Um, but then something I was like, read that was like, well, not when they're that little. You know, that was like, b- when it's between one and four. But if they're like one, don't walk away or so. I don't know. This was just one thing. So I need to read more things. Um, and one of the big things is like hold them close and tell them you love them or whatever. But I don't, it all seems to be like food related. It mm. almost always seems to be food. Okay. Like she wants yogurt bites, but she wants the whole bag. Yeah. Like you can't pour them out. Yeah. She needs to remove them from the bag. <laughs> but she will never stop eating them. So when you take the bag away, she flips out and like straight as a board. Yeah. Like face red, tears, like, pouring out of her, like, screaming. And I was, I asked Chris the other day, I was like, or she's only been doing it for a couple of days, though I guess actually she was doing it in Tennessee, but I just thought she was sick and, yeah. like, away, and I, but I was like, oh, she's still doing it. Oh, no. Um, I mean, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how long this lasts. I know it can be years. Yeah. Uh, But it's, yeah, I don't know. It's rough, dude. Well, I'm going to tell you some bad news. <laughs> okay. I just ran into some friends of ours mm-hmm. um, earlier today, uh, the Sullivans. Oh. Uh, and they have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and they were adorable. I yeah. saw them at a restaurant at the table, and it was great. And then... Um, Mom said, I'll come say goodbye when we're leaving. I said, great. So she came by the table to say goodbye, but her husband wasn't with her anymore, who Tristan and I know her husband very well from improv. And she's like, bye. I'm sorry. We got to go. It was so nice to see you. Uh, the five-year-old is throwing a tantrum. And then she walked away and I was like, the, the, the five-year-old? The, wait, the old one? The, the five-year-old? <laughs> the one that's four years from now? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm already having tantrums at 17 and a half months. I'm going to have them at, f- at fi- five years old. <laughs> Oh, no. Tantrums. When do they end? When do they end? Yeah. I was really hoping, and I know this isn't necessarily true, but I was hoping, like, once she has more language and is able to communicate her wishes and, like, we can uh, discuss things, it would be better. Yeah. But maybe that's not the case. Yeah. I don't know. I was hoping the same thing. Just tell me what you want to eat. Yeah. Because all all he can really say food-wise is cheese, banana, and apple. And I know that's not Mm. all he wants to eat. Yeah. Um, and then with the TV, well, what do you want to watch? Yeah. You get like five minutes of this television, so what do you want? And then we'll get better. But the holding them close and saying I love you, like, that doesn't work because they're not like clingy and wanting love when they're throwing a tantrum. They turn into the board, like you yeah, said. And they're yeah. like, boom. And they just like, I don't, they like, like. throw their heads back. They like, morph. They almost, she like, I have to keep her from injuring herself. Yeah. Like she's throwing her body around and I'm yeah. like, Whoa! They're not going to let you hold them. Yeah. They're going to just like... But she still wants to be held. Oh. But then it's weird because usually when she tantrums, she's in her high chair. Mm. Which I don't know if it has anything to do. We have a different high chair now because our other one got recalled. Oh. Um... So now we we had got a gotten a travel one like the ones you strap onto the our normal chair yeah. um, for Tennessee and now we've been like well we'll just use that one yeah and like pocket the money that Skip Hop refunded us oh but we may have to get another one because I don't know if that's cut like she, she doesn't like it, it. yeah Bo doesn't like eating his chair at all he, yeah we he prefers free range eating as <laughs> um so yeah I don't Ugh. know I don't know um. But yeah, so sometimes she'll be okay. You'll sit her down, you put the tray on, and then you'll put down the first thing in front of her, and she's like, ah! But then she'll try to eat still while she's scream crying, and like <laughs> she'll like just be looking at you, screaming with a tortellini on her tongue, like, ah, la, la, la. And, uh, Is this what you want? Oh, I think what I was starting to say is like, 
uh, a couple days ago. I was like, Chris, do you notice, like, when she's having a tantrum, she looks like a completely different person. Oh, no. Like, it doesn't even look like Nellie crying. It's like, who are you? It's a little I don't know this person. Because she never, like, ever since she was, like, four months, maybe, she only cries when she needs a nap. And this (sighs) is not true anymore. I need to get out of my liberal bubble <laughs> my baby bubble baby bubble 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 so oh by the way we have a guest today oh yeah we do i was gonna say that at the beginning and i didn't halfway halfway to my new year's resolution um our guest is named janelle uh bjorklund and she is a lot of the things that we've already uh had on as guests wrapped into one package. Mm. She's the mother of twins. Horrible. They're a little over two years old now. Yes, mm, two horrible. babies at the same time. And they uh, they were born premature mm-hmm. by a nice chunk of time. Oh, yeah? We'll get the details on mm. that. And then they've had a few health issues that we'll also talk about. I believe there's been some surgeries in there. Plus, they were not eating. So they were taking all their nutrients um, via a G-tube, which it was just G-tube Awareness Week. Oh. Apparently, so we'll hear, well, hear more about that. Well, it didn't work very well because I didn't. You hear were about not it. aware. Um, <laughs> what yeah. is a G two? Well, I me- we'll ask her. Yeah. you don't know. Don't know. I, don't know. I mean, I do, but I'm not going to tell you. So. <laughs> okay, come cool. on. Uh, Janelle will tell well, you. I'll just look it up. Yeah, fine. Uh, so anyway, back to where we were. I had to get that out of the way. Yeah. So, so that's your fail. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely is. I just don't know how to deal with them. Yeah. And. It's tough. I, I will tell you, I've gotten better at dealing with them. When the walking away is getting easier. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, you do, do that. I'm going to go take care of a couple things. Yeah. Yeah. Tuning them out has also gotten easier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's only been doing it for, I mean, she, like I said, she did do a couple in Tennessee, but it was also like, I didn't know what they were. Yeah, and yeah. I, she was so sick. and Not at home um, and blah, blah. Yeah. But I and I thought maybe it was because of the new room because they it was like it wasn't even a transition. It's like in the new room, it's one nap a day. In the old room, it was if she seems sleepy, we'll put her in her crib. You know, Jeez, that's harsh. Yeah. Yeah. So just now they nap from like 12 to three. I'm not sure what's happening if you're not asleep, but. It's yeah. not it's not as in the first room it was very free flowing because it's oh, like yeah. other oh, newborns, you know, like would they not need to do what they need well to do. To that. Yeah, so I I assume like the first couple nights I was like she's just tired, you know, like it's just a transition. And maybe that's still what it is. Could I don't be. know, like but even this weekend we were like or I was like we need to stick up to one nap. Like, we can't give her two or three naps like we usually do. We need to make it consistent because mm-hmm. it seems like she's having trouble with the transition. And Chris was like, okay. And then at, like, 1030, he's like, she's tired. I'm putting her down. Oh, no. I'll just spit. It is like, hard okay. not to give in. And they're like, they're sleepy. What do I do? Yeah, I mean, she he, she really was tired. He was holding her and she was, like, falling asleep on Aww. his shoulders. What were we supposed to do? Be like, stay awake. Wake up. So, I don't know. Poor Nellie. I don't know. Poor She's getting used to She's life, so, man. Ugh. So annoying. Um, Speaking of being in the new room, they, this isn't even that crazy, but I feel like I was like, what the fuck? They had text in one day and been like, is it correct that Nellie does not have milk uh, with her, with lunch? Because mm-hmm. remember before I'd had to like fight with them a little on yeah. it? And they had been like, she really wants milk. And I was like, how do you know? But fine, I don't what fucking is she care. Saying? Just give her some milk. Yeah. And then she went to water and it was fine. Or they just started lying to me. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but then, and so in the new room, I was like, yep, that's correct. Doctor says... Only milk in the day and then, or only water in the day and then we'll give her milk at night mm-hmm. with dinner. And she was like, okay. And then the next day she was like, Miss J, who's in charge of the place, okay. says you, we have to have a doctor's note. What? <laughs> to not give her milk? Yeah. I was like, huh? And a signed thing from us too, I mean, which is fine. But so I had to call the doctor's office and be like, hey, can you write some stupid fucking note that says, like, don't give that baby milk? Even though. And in the note, mention that this is the first time you've ever had to write such a <laughs> yeah. ridiculous fucking note. 
Yeah, so weird. They love milk over there. Just it's probably a good around. way to just shut them up. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you could also give her a fucking gallon of apple juice that she'd sip on all day long. <laughs> She'll be quiet. She'll just, like, chill yeah. and drink it, but that might not be the best thing for her body. It's weird because she doesn't even like milk that much. It's not like at night she's, like, sucking it down. Like, she never finishes her cup oh. of milk. Yeah, but it was about 50-50. Sometimes they'll finish it and sometimes he's, like, halfway. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. But, I mean, the doctor, I, well, the doctor didn't do it. The nurse did it and, like, put his name stamp on it yeah. or whatever. But were they like, so, I'm, what? <laughs> nah, I think it was kind of a mix. Like, she's like, okay, well, yeah, I, I, I'll just put this. Is that okay? And I was like, I, yep. Like, I don't, I don't fuck. fucking care. Like, uh. I think they just want something on paper. I don't know. They're very, like by the book there. I guess, but also I think they're just being like, this is ridiculous. Hey, this is preposterous. Babies need milk. They've been drinking milk since the beginning of time. Okay, okay. Well, do you have a win? I bet you have a win. Oh, yeah, big time. Everybody has wins except for me. Except for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, well, folks, first of all, I'm I'm rejoining the workforce. (gasps) Yes. Um, And it is in a part-time fashion. Which is kind of neat because I will still stay at home with Bo on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I'll work half days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Which kind of sucks. But Sunday's from home. Whatever. I'm done yeah. by noon. Who cares? Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. The training is extensive, though. Mm. So the first two weeks that I work, starting the 18th, I work two full weeks, uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 6 which I've literally never done in my life. I love that. I don't even know how. (laughs) I'm like, when am I going to do anything? I'm like, we're going to have to cancel the podcast for two weeks. (laughs) I I, I just don't know. How will I be awake? How will I breathe? I can't, like, get up with Bo. I'm never going to see Bo. (sighs) That part's probably pretty true. I bet I'll barely see Bo for two weeks. Sucks. But um, it's happening. And that that part's only two weeks. It's not like I'm taking a nine-to-six job that's 40 minutes away. Right. It's just for yeah. two weeks. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I'm all, you know, gearing up for that, um, which took a lot of stuff. Like, first of all, I had to go buy clothes. I was like, oh, my gosh. I've been, like, sitting around in workout clothes for a year. <laughs> and I've stopped nursing. So, like, I was in, like, all button-down shirts. And I don't nurse anymore. So now I'm just, like, in my workout clothes all the time. And mm. this one pair of jeans that I wear. <laughs> one pair of jeans. And they're technically jeggings, like, do they don't even count? Um, and I kept thinking, I won't buy new clothes until I get to my goal weight. Mm-hmm. Well, been that, there. that didn't happen. Not at my goal weight. I've never been there. But no, yeah, I've literally been there. never been there. <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't make it before this job is starting. So today and, and a little bit last week, I just went and bought a bunch of clothes, spent a shit ton of money on clothes. It felt good. Hadn't been shopping in a while. Nice. Yeah, well, I'm up a size in my pants than I was before, but... Just one? That's whatever. fine. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and bought a bunch of stuff. Feeling good. Looking mediocre. <laughs> Everything's good. <laughs> still, this, even what I'm wearing is new, but this is, like, still, like, workout clothes. Like, just a... That? It's like a sweater. Cotton shirt and uh, bought some new leggings that are, like, not see-through, so they're pretty... Oh, There's, cool. like, all... Old Navy has all these leggings that look like dress pants. Oh, so, like the uh, beta brand or whatever that you see the ads for on Facebook. Where I don't know. Are like, look at my butt. I'm wearing yoga pants, but I'm at work. I don't get ads for clothes a lot. I think they know huh. I don't shop for. Well, I don't shop for clothes online ever. Mm. So maybe they just don't. So like this bitch doesn't shop for clothes. Um, these are Old Navy brand, and the model is called Stevie. <laughs> it's like oh Stevie Hun from Inferior Men Aww. has his own line of ladies jeggings. I wouldn't put a bath down. <laughs> Uh, like, and the only way you can tell is if you, like, look at the waistband. Or even then, I don't think you could really tell. There's just mm. no pockets or zippers or buttons. Um, so anyway, bought a bunch of stuff. And then I had to, like, start lining up the babysitter thing, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, uh, my mom can do most Fridays. We're good there. Mark's got this time off from school, blah, blah, blah. Needed a Thursday babysitter. So talk to somebody who knows a bunch of, like, early 20s people that do babysitting. So, uh, line somebody up, had her over last week. Oh, a um, little meet and greet. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, for multiple reasons. One, I wanted to lay eyes on her. Right. Um, these college people, they're like, they're just out of college and they did improv. 
So that type of person can vary a lot. Yeah. Like the college improviser can be a very wild person, yeah. but it also can just be a great person that was and yeah. like who she, happens to be good at make believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if she wants to be a babysitter, hopefully she's decent at it, right? Um so I had her over. She was great. She was hanging out with Bo. We were really pushing his nap back to meet her, so he was a little tired, but he was fine. And my favorite part was we were sitting in the living room, and I wanted to explain everything to her because the first day she gets here to babysit, it's gonna be like, okay, bye, bye. So I'm gonna have, have to fun be with like, my baby for eight hours. Nine here's hours. the refrigerator. <laughs> Hopefully, she'll be able to find it. But like, here's how the food works. Here's how his nap yeah, time is college routine is. Like, yeah, this refrigerator's full size. <laughs> um, and just here's the keys. Blah. Um, but he's like staring at her, like looking at her a bunch. And he lifts up his shirt and he points at his belly button, and then he looks at her and he goes, ah. Ah, he's like look, see it. looking at her belly button. She's like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, I think he wants to see your belly button." And then he walks over to her, and starts tugging on her shirt. She's like, "Oh, okay." Untucks her shirt, points to her belly button. He's like poking at it. He's like, "Ah, ah," points at his again. I'm like, "Okay, you've been vetted, you passed, yeah. <laughs> you passed the test. You're human. Great. You're not an android. Yeah. You have a belly That's button. Good. Not a clone. Not a clone. Great. Thank you." Uh, I'm good. Oh, are you? <laughs> any any further Anything questions? Else? Any follow ups? Like, no. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. So he had to see her belly button, and then we were good to go. <laughs> and she great. and she was adorable about it. So oh, that's perfect. That's and good. then there's a couple day like the days I have to do the full Thursdays. She can only do half days. So I found another old improv friend of ours that was looking to make some cash. Nice to do that. Boom! 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 Getting everything all stacked up, and next Making week it work. I'm guessing my win will be that I prepped a shit ton of food because that's my plan huh? for this coming week is to like we'll see prep like a mofo just to have like see when do you cook when you work a full time job just to have like two weeks of food ready. Hmm. Are you asking me what will we do? I know what I'm you do. Chris job. cooks. <laughs> he is a full time job. <laughs> he's also he's a clone. He has a clone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you can't see his belly button. It's covered in fur. Ew. Uh, Velvety fur. What else was I going to tell you? I know what you were going to tell me. And now it's time for our segment. Um, what's the thing where you, uh, mom brain. Oh, yeah. I do. It happened today. I, uh, when Nellie woke up from her nap. One of them, because we gave her two again. Whoops. Whoops. Uh, I was in there, and she was like, bah, bah, I'm in a great mood for a minute. And uh, I, we have all these like stuffed animals sort of over by her crib. Um, so I put a few in there with her, and she was hug. She's very into hugging and like putting her head on things that she th- wants to hug. Yeah. So even in books, it'll be like, here is a cow. And she'll go... And, like, put her hat on the book. Um, which sort of seems like she's worshipping them a little, but it's fine. She wouldn't be the um, only person to worship a cow. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, is she Hindu? Maybe. Um, that was and, a big crash I just heard. <laughs> I'm sure everything's fine. It's awfully I hear It's awfully quiet. <laughs> That's, like, worse. Yeah. When it's totally like, no, quiet. Um, so I put them all in there, whatever, took her out, la, 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 and then I was tooling around I was holding her in the kitchen talking to Chris and I turned and the monitor was still on and there was like a body in there and it was an elephant but I was like "Ah!" and I was like I was like what the fuck is happening I was like totally weirded out I mean I figured it out pretty quickly but I was like rattled Did you think that Nellie had a clone? I don't know what I thought. Like, I was holding her, so I wasn't like, how did she get back in her crib? I don't know. You're like, who's this then? Oh, my God. That's some weird. It was like, were you watching too much Twilight Zone? (laughs) I do not watch those things because I'm scared of everything. Oh, so you never watch Black Mirror? I've seen two episodes of it. I watched one when I was pregnant that had to do with pregnancy, and I sobbed so hard. I was like, turn this up um so my mom brains mm-hmm. i've got like a list so i'm just gonna list them off i think part of it is because my week's been so busy like trying to concentrate on the job thing that mm-hmm. i'm just like oh my gosh i'm just doing stupid shit constantly <laughs> one went to the gym without bow 
when I was getting ready to leave, I went down to the daycare place to pick him up. <laughs> Felt real weird. Was just like, just stop it in to say hi and left. Okay, cool. Um, two, on my way to a job interview I had last week, I didn't take my Ventra card or my keys and had to run back like a fool with my backpack on and my big winter boots and run back and buzz in and get all that stuff and end up driving to the interview because I didn't think I was going to time. Okay. Um, three, uh, Bo finally went to sleep and I was like, now nah, I'm going to watch some TV, but where the hell did he put the remote? Here's the fire stick. Where's the actual TV remote? It was in my fucking hand. Okay. <laughs> four. Um, this is great. I wanted to find out where there was an old Navy cause that's where I was going to buy some of my clothes cause I have a gift card. So I Googled new Navy. <laughs> Well, you wanted new clothes. I wanted new anyway. Used clothes. Old ass clothes. I'm like, I want I want new mauve. Where's that? Where's that at? Woo. And uh, five. And lastly, um, when I was thinking about like the babysitting thing, I was trying to work it out with these two different babysitters. I was like, okay, now I need to text this one back. And for some reason I was like thinking the text out in my head. Like I will I will text her, uh, how about ten to twelve thirty? Does that work for you? And Mark was getting ready for bed, and I walked into the bathroom, and I was like, how about, never mind. Like, that wasn't a statement for him. That was a text for someone and else. And then you were putting your thumbs all over his face. Yeah. I have swipes, so I took my finger, which was just like. Yeah, it's like, I need to slow my roll. Oh, that was great. I hope they open a store called New Mauve. New Mauve. <laughs> That's amazing. Ooh. Oh, so great. Got anything else? Or should we take a little breaky before our guest arrives? <gasps> oh, I actually do have... Oh, no, it's not a mom brain. It's just another mom fail. Okay. Um, another fail. Just a real fast one. Uh, I had... Nellie was in the tub, like she do, more often than before, because oh, I'm good. trying not to so be you're disgusting. Her. Um, They're like, but, we're going to need a note on why your baby's so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, I got all anal about, you know, all the stuff about, like, I found mold in my squirty toys, la la. Uh-huh. And I, like, I hate bleach. So I was like, we're getting rid of all the squirty toys. Um, but I bought these other ones that unscrew. So they're still squirty. Oh. They just open up and then you can wash Clean them. Clean on. Yeah. Cool. Um, they're not as fun, but they have less mold inside. Mm-hmm. And oh, because I'd heard about that, but then I actually saw a little dark spot, and I was like, "They're all gone." Blah. So anyway, um, I had I opened one of the squirty toys to show her, and like, so we could use that as a little cup mm-hmm. and stuff. And she was like, Wah! and loved it. That's when I sounded upset. It was happy, <laughs> and then she like scooped a big cup full of soapy bath water and drank it. <laughs> She's like, thank you, finally. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Gross. That's the weird part. It's like, was, did that taste good? Yeah, well, she oh, she used to eat the suds a lot. And she seems fine with it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I should taste them. Yeah, like, I feel like it would be gross. What was... <laughs> yeah, because it's like Bo, lavender. Oh, Bo's been trying to grab my deodorant. And oh. a couple times he's opened it up and just stuck it in his mouth. I'm like, ew, luckily it's Tum, so it's like all natural. Oh, There's no good. aluminum and stuff. So I'm like, all right, it's not going to kill you, but gross. So finally I like took it and was like, what is this? And gave it a little lick and I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Plus it just rubs up on my armpits yeah, once or twice a, a day. Yeah, it probably like armpits. Gross. <laughs> oh, well now we know you ate deodorant. Uh, I licked it. I didn't eat it. I licked it. Bo ate it. Whatever. I gotta go. All right. We'll Let's be back. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Hello. We are back, and we have a very special guest with us today. It is uh, my friend and neighbor and mother of twins, Janelle Bjorklund, and she's here to talk to us about, like, 900 things, because <laughs> she deals with about 900 things in her life. <laughs> Hi, Janelle. ready. Hello. Hi. Thanks I'm glad to coming. be here. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about your, your life as a mom, your, your kids, just to get us started, like give us a general overview. We're going to touch on multiple things like them being twins, them being preemies, them having G tubes, whatnot, but just tell us the story. Your elevator pitch of Janelle. My elevator pitch. Uh, my kids are awesome. They are (laughs) super funny, like to climb on everything. They have like amazing personalities and like to dance a lot and they are obsessed with Bo so as much as you've heard about Bo on the podcast Jonas and Caleb 
are absolutely obsessed with Bo. Yeah. Aw. And how old are they? They are two. They turned okay. two in December, mm-hmm. and they were born two months early. Mm-hmm. Uh, we delivered them at 31 weeks because Jonas um, had a growth restriction. So they shared one placenta. They're identical twins, as far as we know. Uh, <laughs> anyone with genetics background will like know that it's a little bit more complicated than that but uh as far as we know they're identical they had one placenta one of them wasn't growing and so we delivered them early in order to give them a better chance um so I was super excited at first thinking like oh yay we get to deliver them and they're going to be safer and then the preemie journey began yeah um and the so, NICU so journey can we was, go back real yeah. quick into the you think they're identical thing so I was always under the pressure I think a lot of people are that if there's one placenta, that means they're in one sack, which means they're identical. But that doesn't necessarily... No. So the way that identical twins works, it depends on when the egg splits. So if the egg splits in the first, like, two to three days after, like, it's fertilized, uh-huh. then you'll have two sacks, two placentas. It's just like... Oh, okay. It came, but, it, but it came from one egg. And then if it's a little bit later in the process that it splits, then they could share... A placenta, but have their own sacs, oh, okay. which is how my boys were. Uh-huh. If it's even later, after fertilization that the egg splits, then it has they'll have one sac, one placenta, which is an even higher risk pregnancy than we did. And then if it splits even later, then you have Siamese twins. Oh, yeah, that's Ooh. a whole nother journey. <laughs> oh, do they boy. Still, yeah. So as far as like the pregnant, I mean, like the journey into motherhood was like. At seven weeks, we went in for our first ultrasound, and they were like, oh, only one heartbeat. And then my husband's like, oh, that's funny. We both have twins in our family, and we totally forgot about that. And the doctor kept looking and was like, oh, nope, here's the other one. There's two heartbeats here. (gasps) So we found out about the twins at seven weeks, and then we came back at 10 weeks and found out that it was, like, the higher risk. We only saw one placenta. And then when we came back at 14 weeks is when they were like, one of them is significantly smaller than the other. This is going to be like a really intense pregnancy, like even more so than you thought. So then we we basically were checked at least once a week with the MFM, the maternal fetal medicine specialist. Mm -hmm. And then we would also get checked with our OB. So we were like in the doctor at least once a week. Wow. But hadn't we learned that uh, uh, identical twins are not genetic? Did I make that up? Correct. Well, as far as we know, once oh, again, there's yeah. like a lot of stuff that they don't know. It's it's weird. We we were told like it, this doesn't run in families. It's completely random. But my husband's grandma is a twin, mm-hmm. and her twin has twin granddaughters. Oh, and she has twin great grandsons. So it's like that's super weird that there's three sets of identical twins in one kind of and they're all yeah. identical. Ah. Yeah, but it's not entirely a maternal lineage. Yeah, because with my husband, Keith, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So they don't really know. It does sound like you were destined to have twins. (laughs) Yes, it does feel like it, yeah. But at the same time, like, we will go, like, we even went to a geneticist with the kids, and they're just like, we don't know. Like, your kids are a mystery. Like, we would have to do testing and go through, like, every single gene, which takes about six months. Four to six months, it's like a $8,000 test that insurance, like, may or may not cover. Yeah. And it, like, might not tell us any information. Yeah, and like the, the same. Then what do you know after yeah, that? Yeah, the it's not going to change the way you raise them or mm-hmm. anything you do. or Right. And the diagnosis rate is, like, 30%. So there's a 30% oh. chance that they'll come up with the diagnosis. So we're like, and no. Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> look identical, good. that's for sure. Um, all right, great. So you had them delivered at 31 weeks. Yep. And take it from there. Oh, boy. So was it induced then? Yeah, so that it was a scheduled C-section. Okay. We went to the the doctor on Thursday night, and he was like, Jonas hasn't grown enough. He was twin A, so he was like, we always called him twin A up until his delivery. Mm-hmm. So twin A wasn't growing enough, so on Friday we like set everything up for a Monday C-section. And okay. then we started driving to the hospital on Monday morning, and it was like, it was December 19th. In 2016, and it happened to be four degrees outside, and the mm. traffic was awful, and we were two hours late to our own C-section. Oh, no. So I am literally late to everything. Like, I am going to bad. be late to my own funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I called the hospital, and I was, like, freaking out, and they were like, they're not going to start without you. Like, it's really okay. <laughs> but I could definitely tell that, like, my surgeon was a little perturbed because she had actually come back from vacation to do it because I oh. felt really comfortable with her, and so she did that because she knew, like, how intense all this was. So. Mm-hmm. And what hospital did you do that? Uh, we did that at St. Joseph's. Okay. Yep. Where is that? Like Lakeshore and Diversity? Yep. Why do I know that? Fine. I don't know. Um, great. Yeah. 
So um, they're they're delivered. They're we. Um, Jonas is more we than yep. Caleb. <laughs> yep, two and a half pounds and four pounds. Wow. Oh. So now they're in the NICU. Yeah, so there's a little bit, another piece to the story, where Jonas was born at two and a half pounds and was like, born first, cried, turned red, you know, breathing normally, and we're like, dude, you're 31 weeks, you're so tiny, and he was like, total, I'm totally fine. chill, totally fine. Caleb was four pounds, he's the bigger one, we were like, we're not worried about him at all, and he actually turned blue, and like, they had to intubate him because he has, he, it turns out he has a cleft palate, he's born with a cleft palate, oh. and his tongue was like, somehow flipping back and like, getting in the way of his airway, oh. and so they were like, he's gonna be fine, but he's gonna have like, a harder time learning how to breathe and eat. I'm like, okay. Oh sure, we, you don't and need that, that's and they're fine. Like, yeah, and they're like, and there's a surgery to fix that, so like, just don't even worry about it. So like, I have got these two little kiddos. And then Jonas has hydrocephalus and um, two heart defects. And so... What's hydrocephalus? It sounds like waterhead. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Okay, he, cool. He, he has, has waterhead. Yeah, he has a birth defect in, like, part of his ventricle system, the way that, okay. like, your spinal fluid, like, drains through your head and then through your brain and then into your spinal fluid, all, 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 like, around and around. Part of it is too small. And so all of this fluid is, like, backing up in, like, the higher ventricles. So, here we are. We have twins that are born two months early. We always knew that this was going to be, like, tricky. But then mm. now we have a kid who, like, is going to have a hard time learning how to breathe and eat. And then we have another kid who we have to, like, have weekly scans of his brain to, like, see if we when and not really if, but if, like, when we need to do surgery. Mm. And well, they couldn't even have the decency to have the same thing. Part. Correct. Rude. <laughs> and that is why the geneticists are super confused because they're like, it doesn't actually make sense that they're identical but have different birth defects. Yeah, huh. right. Yeah. And do you think any of these birth defects were related at all to um, them being born early? It doesn't sound like it. Like, they would have mm-hmm. had this no matter when they were born, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It all happened. So, like, a, a palate forms around, like, seven weeks. Okay. Of, like, between five and seven weeks into the pregnancy. Um. What I so I was worried like they had told me a possible cause of hydrocephalus like it could be associated with some other big like genetic syndrome, um, like for example Down syndrome, mm-hmm. um, or that I had a virus some at some point in, like the first trimester and so they were like concerned about that, um, but like <laughs> way later eighteen months later Jonas is a neurosurgeon mm-hmm. was like you know why he has hydrocephalus like it's because. He has aqueductal stenosis, so part of his brain was just born too, like, it was too small. Mm. And so it couldn't drain. So that's why he has to have a full shot. So anyways. Oh, he's like, you know why he has blah, 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 because he has yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, Dummy. no, I know, I know. That is like, that's pretty much, that's the whole story mm-hmm. of just like, there's a ton of medical jargon, like having to learn really quickly on your feet. It's like, I was just, I didn't even, I mean, I obviously, like, never had a C-section before. I've never yeah. given birth before. Like, I've never been pregnant before. And then there's just, like, all the things. And yeah. things that nobody talks about. Um, yeah. It was very interesting because so. I've only known you since you've had the kids. And mm-hmm. so you've known all these words, all this lingo, all this stuff. And so, like, it was strangely and ignorantly of me, I'm just like, oh, she's just like... Science nerd, she knows all this stuff. She's got all the lingo down. Good thing she happened to know all this stuff. No, two and a half years ago, you were like, you didn't know shit about this. I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Woo. Okay, so they are in the NICU for how long? Uh, so they're in the NICU together in the same hospital for four weeks, and then Jonas's brain continued to dilate, and so they had to send him to a different hospital. So I like walked in on a Friday and was carrying my pump bag with all my stuff, which I know, I know, you mm-hmm. you two know about that. <laughs> Lots of you out there know about that. Um, I had all my stuff and I just like walk in. I hadn't even taken my coat off. I hadn't put my bag down, nothing. And this neonatologist who I don't even know, like, yes, he's like, he keep, he's watching my children and whatever, but he's not like the main guy, just walks up to me and is like, Jonas's brain has gotten worse. We're transferring him to Rush today he, or tomorrow. He's going to have surgery on Monday. That's literally what Thanks, he said to asshole. you? Yep. Yep. 
Oh my. So well, I just at least like, I was a little scared that one was already gone. So at least they were both there still. So yes, they were yes, like, yes. Oh, yes. Jonas is already over at Rush. Sorry, you're gonna have to go downtown. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh. So I like put my stuff down, took my coat off. Actually, no, I think the first thing I did was like call my husband, and I was yeah. like, "You need to get your butt up here like, right <laughs> now, because these assholes are like telling me what's gonna go down, and they think we don't have any say in it." Um, so Keith came, and Keith's my husband. Keith came, and like. We were just trying to, like, figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then the main neonate, I said, and I need to talk to Dr. V. He's the main dude. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's been walking me through this whole Where's process. He's doctor. the one who I've sat down and, like, looked at the brain scans with. Yeah. So he's the one I need to talk to. Yeah. So they I got don't know him you. In. Yeah. They got him, Dr. V. Dr. V came up to me and just, you know, told us everything. And I said, okay, I said, what if I don't want him to go to Rush? Like, I just need to know my options. Because Rush is far. And how do we know Rush is far? Because we went there every single week to Ugh. get our scans during our pregnancy. Hmm. And I know how, and I'm like, you're going to have twins that are not going to be in the same place. Yeah. So I'm like, you need to talk through, like, what are the options here? And he basically threatened us and was like, we can talk to Lurie's, but if they don't move him right away or can't get him in right away, then I'm going to do a spinal tap to release the fluid on him. Oh my God. Like, as if I didn't have to sign off on that. So. Also, Rush. I mean, Lurie isn't that much better, location-wise. It's not that much better, but it is definitely easier yeah, to get yeah. to from St. Joe's. Because it's yeah. like up Lakeshore Drive, not having to take 50 Yeah, miles. that's it's true. probably easier yeah. to park and everything, yeah. Yeah, yeah not I really. delivered at no, Prentice, just, so yeah. there. I saw, I saw Lurie out my window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a very anyway. expensive place to park. But the NICU, you get free parking. Anyways. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, that's nice. nice. What a yeah, park there's actually, <laughs> Yeah, there's a family who actually lost an infant. <gasps> um, and they donated, like, a ton of money so that every single NICU parent never has to pay for parking. Oh, Aww, that's amazing. Just chill. Oh, that's so yeah. horrible and nice. Yeah, but if you have a kid, like, in the PICU, then you have to pay for parking. And it's, like, $34 a day or something stupid. It's Wait, insane. what's PICU? Uh, PICU is pediatric. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Just... Random. So in order to be in the NICU, you basically have to be, like, born and immediately into the hospital. Mm. You stay admitted. Whereas, like, if my kids would have gone home for, like, a week or two or three weeks then they, and then gotten readmitted, they would have gone to the PICU. Okay. You would have paid for parking. Exactly. So <laughs> at, at Rush now, so he goes. Mm-hmm. He goes to Rush. You no, he goes to Lurie. For parking. Oh, he goes to Lurie. He goes to Lurie. I don't have to pay for parking. <laughs> okay. um, you don't get a so then... Tap. Now, this is four weeks into the journey. This is, like, an amazing NICU. Yeah. Like, Jonas is on, like, the 17th floor. He Beautiful has his... Hero. Yeah, he has his own room. Oh, he has his little baby room. He <laughs> has a giant, beautiful view. He's not crazy about it being super bright, so they keep it they keep it dimmed for him. Aww. And the nurses come in and they talk sweetly to him and they they make the beds with like all different um like different blanket patterns. Aww. And they have different like cute little onesies that they put them in. And then I go back to visit Caleb and he's in an open bay NICU with things beeping, nurses slamming Aww. chairs down, talking at full volume. They never turn the lights off entirely and for whatever reason, wherever his bed was, it was always over one of the security lights. So he literally had like a, what do you call it? The fluorescent light over oh, him, twenty four seven, and once I was at Lurie's, I'm like, oh my god, like can I bring my own clothes? And like, yeah, you can bring your own clothes, but they like didn't have any there, so I like started bringing him clothes and like asking them to like make his bed cuter, because they literally like had him in a diaper wrapped in just those like plain hospital white, blue, and pink yeah Small receiving blanket thing. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yes. Yes. So that was the worst two weeks of my life because they were in two different places. Once Jonas got to Lurie's, they were like, we have to keep an eye on it. Like, we're not going to do surgery right now. We're going to keep monitoring it. But now he's in a place where we can do surgery because we actually have neurosurgeons here. And the neurosurgeons are going to check on him every single day. Okay. So it's like, okay, that's fine. So I'm driving in between the two hospitals. I'm pumping for both kids. I'm going to sleep at night because even though Lurie's has a private room, like I'd have to sleep in a recliner, which mm-hmm. is like super yeah. uncomfortable. And I realized immediately like that's not going to work for my milk production. Like I've got to get lots of rest. Um, and at that point, my like main mission was like, I just got to get Caleb home. Like yeah. that's like the main thing that I have to do. So... We're concentrating on that. We're, like, juggling all these things. I feel like pumping was, like, the biggest 
just like headache like in, in some respects like I wish I could go back and tell myself like it's totally okay yeah to just do formula and just like give it up because mm-hmm. but for whatever like I think that was like the one thing that I felt like I had control over yeah right Absolutely. and I didn't because I didn't have control over who their doctors were who their nurses were I didn't have control in my mind I didn't even have control over whether or not they got a shot or a vaccine like all the things that going into this I thought I was going to be able to to consult about and like think about in advance suddenly everything is out of control Ugh. but the one thing I have control over is my boobs yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. at, least, at least I think so, as we know, right. like, supply is, like, its own thing, but I, like, did all the research and bought all the things and, like, pretty much lived with my pump just to, like, yeah. feel like this is the one like, thing. I've got and this. this. Is, and this is the one thing I can do for them. Like, I can hold them when I go visit them, but I have to ask for permission, and it has to be, like, an okay time within, like, the feeding cycle Aww. because they get fed every three hours and the feeds take however long and da-da-da-da-da, and at Lurie's, they were, like, hurry, like, we want you to feed him, feed him, or hold him, hold him, hold him. And at St. Joe's, they would tell me, like, just let him rest. Like, don't hold him. Because they were, like, a totally different, like, philosophy of, like, NICU. They were, like, much they older nurses, and, and it was a totally... Skin? I'm not a doctor. No. Yet. But yeah. I don't care so, for that. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, I would, th- like, skin to skin and, like, touch, that's, like, so yep. huge. Yep, new mom, all the hormones. You can't Little hold sleep, and being told, like, I had to, like, fight to be like no I want to hold my baby like yeah which new mom like has to do that NICU moms <laughs> uh, so there was that so then we were like Caleb was really close to coming home the only thing he was missing was being able to do enough feeds in a row without having to be tube fed mm-hmm. so like when babies are born and like go to the NICU at 31 weeks they don't have their suck swallow breathe coordination figured out so yeah. the first thing they do is give them either an OG or an NG tube NG tube goes down their nose into their stomach and then OG tube goes in their mouth down to their stomach so he had to be able to do basically two straight days mm-hmm. not being able to like quote and unquote like wuss out on any of the <laughs> feeds mm-hmm. and he would get to like six of the eight feeds and then he would get tired. Aww. And this happened, like, multiple times where he was super close and, like, couldn't do it. And, you know, I'd call for my report, and they're like, he did great all day. And then I would call in the morning, and he'd be like, they'd be like, he got tired at 6 a.m. So this continued. Simultaneously, Lurie's was telling me that Jonas was going to come home with a, like, he would, he would come probably come home with the feeding tube. Okay. And so we would have to be dealing with that anyways. And so I'm like, why don't I just get... Caleb home because Mm -hmm. then at least I'm only going between two locations and not three locations Mm -hmm. and so that was like my main goal and I had finally like gotten the resolve I'm like I'm just gonna go in there and like take him out against medical advice like this is what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna tell him I'm taking him out AMA they have to release him I finally like got in touch with the right people at the insurance company I was afraid that they would like cut me off of my insurance if I did this or I would get like you know turned into DCFS if I took him out against medical advice Mm -hmm. because I don't know I'm a new mom I don't know what my rights are there's no one to teach me what my rights are there's no one to tell me what I can and can't do Mm -mm. but finally I got to the bottom of like okay if I take him out and he has like a bad night I can take him to any emergency room in the city and the insurance has to cover that. So mm-hmm. I'll just take him to Lurie's. Mm-hmm. And then if he needs to be admitted, they'll be admitted in the same place. Mm-hmm. So that was oh. my... Sneaky. That was my... Right. Which, because like, what at this point I knew he was big enough to ride in a car seat. So I'm like, I will take him. Yeah. I will take him myself. Like, Very I am smart. Done. Also insane that we have to like think this sneaky way to Correct. like get yeah. shit Correct. done and get it paid to, for. To like game yeah. the system or whatever. Yeah. Right. And the big thing was... Jonas, who didn't have a cleft palate at Lurie's, was getting speech therapy to help him with his feeding, like, almost every single day. Speech therapy? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything having to do with, like, the coordination of your mouth. It's still called speech it's therapy. It's still called speech therapy. Even when he's an infant. Yep. Yep. So he was getting a feeding therapist like, coming in every single bowels, day. Use your baby. <laughs> and Caleb wasn't getting any feeding support. Besides what the nurses were doing. And every nurse had a slightly different way of doing it. Because, and then I find out like several weeks after all of this drama, that the occupational therapist who normally did, so occupational therapists and speech therapists can both do feeding therapy. So it kind of just depends on like which part of the country you come from. It's really crazy. But at St. Joe's, it's occupational therapy. Well, St. Joe's had a staffing crisis and like three people had to go on leave. And so they just pulled her from the NICU. And so none of the kids were getting feeding services. So for two weeks, Caleb did not see a speech therapist and Jonas was getting it every single day. So in my mind, I'm like, I will take him home. I will do the feeding tube stuff. I've seen it done for six weeks. Therefore, I am now an expert. (laughs) Um, And like, I will get him into early intervention and get him services at home. Like, mm-hmm. or I'll take him to a feeding clinic or whatever. Like, I'll make this happen. Thinking, not realizing in my head how hard that was going to be, but 
I decide I'm taking him home AMA. And I go to sleep. I'm so peaceful. What's AMA? I'm sorry. Against medical advice. Thank you. So I'm just going to sign I know is ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, I'm like, I literally am like, they can tell me no. I'll just sign him out anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, this isn't a good idea. Fine. I'm signing him out. So I went to bed. I felt super peaceful. I woke up at 7.30 a.m. with a phone call from Caleb's nurse, our favorite nurse, crying uncontrollably, like, can't catch her breath, to tell me that, and in my mind, I'm like, you dropped him, you you came in, he was dead, like, something is like, like, this is the end of the fucking world, because yeah. my nurse is crying, well, my kid's nurse fuck? is crying, and then she tells me this whole long story, and I just stopped her, and I was like, is Caleb okay? And she's like, yes, I gave <laughs> okay. him another mother's breast milk. Oh... oh. Yeah, that sucks, but damn, lead with that. Yeah. Everything's fine, but... Yeah. So, then I drive to the hospital, and I actually took my mom with me, and Keith and I went. Like, we all three went to the hospital, and we're like, we're taking him home. Like, give us our fucking baby. Like, you are done. I already knew that you weren't doing a good job when you didn't give him feeding services for the past two weeks, and now you did this. And this was our favorite nurse, so if she's fucking up, bye. <laughs> exactly. She was the one who would, like, text me pictures and videos of him in the middle of the night. She was a night nurse. It was just like, everything's fine. Look. Like, and she calls you crying. Like, how unprofessional was that phone call? And she, at the time, she said, I'm telling you because I'm calling you. The hospital doesn't want me to call you. I'm calling you because they said they weren't going to tell you about it. So that's why I'm okay, fucking calling goodbye. you. Goodbye. AMA, motherfuckers. So Ask then. That's what I meant this time. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, this red carpet was rolled out in front of us. And they were Uh, like... I'm bored with these people. Here, you can have all of these G-tube supplies because your insurance probably isn't going to cover it, like, through this medical group. So here's all these things. And we sat down with, like, the hospital administration. And I'm like, I need to know that this isn't going to happen to another family. Like, I'm concerned about the other families. And at this point, I didn't even... Like, this is all, this is trauma. I'm in the middle of trauma, right? Mm -hmm. An active, living trauma. I didn't even understand that, fully, that Caleb could have gotten HIV and been HIV positive, like, for the rest of his life. From From breast milk? Mm -hmm. Holy shit. It's not likely, which is what a nurse said. They were like, you know, it's not likely he's going to get HIV. Uh, Oh, thank you. (laughs) But they don't actually know that because in Africa, like, there are a lot of, apparently... I don't know much, but they were, they were telling me, like, in Africa, like, there are some babies who get it, and we think that they might get it from their breast milk, but we don't really know. So. Goodbye. Yep. Thanks for that information. See you yep. later. So the day, February 2nd, 2017, that, like, should have been, like, this huge celebration of my little guy getting to wear his little NICU, like, cap and gown, hmm. was, Aww. like, literally just, like, the most depressing day, because I'm like, this kid's life could be fucked forever. And I don't know what to do. So the next day, we take him in to the pediatrician. It gets better. It gets better. This hospital is awesome. <laughs> Anyways, the next day, we go to the pediatrician, who is, like, still under the presence name. But, like, and, like, she comes in and sees patients at St. Joe's. But, like, she doesn't work for St. Joseph's. Anyways, we go in. We're super excited. We're going to have, like, a fresh start. Dr. H- Dr. Hines, I'm just going to say her name. Dr. Hines, like, knows pretty much nothing about feeding tubes besides she's like, I don't know what needs to be done. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you need? We'll just try to write the referrals and see if insurance will cover it. We took him home and we were gravity feeding. Let me explain what this is. So, he had an <laughs> NG tube that went down his nose and into his stomach. And mm-hmm. a nurse did show us, like, two times how to do it. We weren't really properly trained. But if it came out, they just told us, like, bring it back to the hospital. And, like, we'll fix it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's being fed every three hours. So, if he pulls it out, like, we got to like we gotta move, right? Mm-hmm. Or this little tiny baby who's depending on these calories to grow and, like, be a full-term human. Because he's not even supposed to be born for two more weeks. Right. And we know you're not going to get there for two hours because you are late. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, exactly. you'll have an hour. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so we went home and what we were doing is we were pouring food into a syringe that was attached to the end of the feeding tube mm-hmm. and we were holding it and letting gravity take it, take the milk, the breast milk that was fortified with formula to be extra calories, which we did beforehand and letting gravity take the food in through the NG tube and down into his belly. Oh my gosh. And we were doing this every three hours, which includes in the middle of the night. So, we got smart. <laughs> yeah. And we would use, like, 
mic stands. Yes. (laughs) And we would tape it to mic stands. We would tape it to music stands, like all the different things. Like, and the cool thing was we could feed him while he was sleeping. So our kids actually like slept through the night way earlier than most kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your superpower? My kids could eat while they were sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, but we like even had to advocate just to have like feeding pumps. Which uh. is, like, not a thing at Lurie's. Like, when you get discharged, you go home with a thing. Like, if somebody comes and, like, brings all the kit, the, the whole thing, and is like, here you go. Like, here's the IV stand. Yeah. Here's the feeding tube pump. Here are the feeding tube bags. Everything else will be delivered to your house within few, a few hours. But yeah, St. Joe's, like, didn't have, they didn't have the infrastructure for it. They never sent kids home with feeding tubes. Oh, my god. They would just keep them for, like... There was a kid that was there for, like, four or five months who, like, probably could have gone home, but, like, it was a feeding thing. Whereas Lurie's, like, they send home feeder growers, is what they call them, when they're, like, just feeding and growing. There's no other interventions that they need. They'll send them home with tubes. Oh, my gosh. Yep. This is amazing. You're, like, at you're at Gibson's Steakhouse at one place, and then you're at, like, Steak and Shake. Ponderosa. <laughs> no, Steak and Shake is amazing compared to St. Joe's. Uh, <laughs> I ate there yesterday. Not that milkshake I had that one time. Oh, Blech. yeah. She got so pissed at her malt. Ugh. Ugh. Malts are gross anyway. Okay, it gets worse. Okay. So we have our whole appointment. She's like, I don't really know what's going on, but tell me what you think you need, even though, like, I'm like, I don't really know what I need, and then we're going to write the referrals for it. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then she's like, so some people from the hospital are here to see you. And in my head, I'm like, okay. Like, I didn't know that I could, like, deny them. I had no idea where they were there. I didn't know who was there. And in through this door that didn't have a window, in through this door, basically bombarding us, because we're in, like, this closed, you know, six-by-six six room or whatever with our tiny infant that we're already, like, super anxious to bring home a kid for the first time. Like, you guys had typically developing kiddos. Yeah. It's still, still like, insane. freaking terrifying. Mm-hmm. And we're bringing them in, and then they're telling us that they can't actually give us what we need, or maybe they can, but they don't know. And then in walks our neonatologist, followed by one of the CFOs or CNAs or whatever, CNOs, chief nursing officer, whatever, one of the big wigs from the hospital, and they want five vials of, bu- of blood from Caleb so that they can have a baseline for HIV. So they ask if that's okay. And my neonatologist is like, don't shoot the messenger. Like, this is what I have to do. Like, I don't agree with this. Whatever. And at first five I'm like... Five vials? Yeah. Because they were going to run a full, not just like a, not like a rapid HIV. Like the other mother, she had to, she, all she had to do was a rapid. But for my baby, my like five pound, three ounce baby... They want to like do a full panel for HIV. So the other mother, the other baby also got your milk. Nope. Too. Nope. Oh. But she willingly, she didn't have to. She willingly gave a rapid, like gave her blood for okay. a rapid HIV okay. test. Was and she so also, like, did you ever meet this lady where she's like, yo, listen, I don't have HIV. <laughs> yeah, no, I never got to meet her. Or like, but like, I definitely, it crossed like, my mind. I'll let you do the test, but I just want to let everyone know. I don't have it. Like, yeah, I, don't, they test you for it when you're pregnant, right? Yeah, when you're pregnant, yeah. they test you for HIV, like, in Correct. gonorrhea or something, like, immediately. Oh, they test yeah. you for, like, a lot of things yeah. when you're pregnant. It's like, just, I totally trust. puked at that test. They did, like, five vials of blood. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, Ugh. I was like, I need a break. And they were like, you can't have one. And then I puked on them, so. Oh, <laughs> there's nice. my break jerks. Suckas. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. All right, so. So. They take it? Uh... I first said yes because I wanted in my mind I'm like I wanted to be protected. Like what if I what if he don't do this and then they then they say like well he could have gotten it from you and then like later on my kid doesn't have the support he needs and he has HIV. Like that's like the very first thing yeah, that yeah. went through my mind and I'm like I am like hyper vigilant like like the mama bear who's like her cubs are getting attacked. Like that is like it is so primal yeah. like the way that I'm responding to all of this yeah. and then I stopped for a second and I said. They were about to take the blood from him. Like, they had put the little tourniquet on his teeny tiny little arm, and we're about to take the blood. And then I said, stop everything. I need to talk to someone who knows more than I do about this. Mm -hmm. I need to speak to a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And we stopped everything. And then that kind of saga continued, but long story short, we ended up, like, not ever doing a baseline test. Um, Some other amazing lab techs at the St. Joe's, like, phlebotomy lab, uh, phlebotomists, whatever they Mm -hmm. are, they told me, like... There's, they're actually, I overheard them talking to each other right in front of me. And they were like, she doesn't need a baseline. They did her baseline when she was pregnant. She doesn't have HIV. Her kid didn't get HIV from her. And another person was like, I tested the other mother. She doesn't have HIV. Like, the odds of something happening to your kid are just, like, practically zero. I love them having this conversation and you're just like, hello. She used to have, like, a glass against the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, there wasn't even, they didn't even, like, pull the curtain in front of me. Like, they, they were just they were literally. Doing that on, I wonder if they were doing that on purpose. They totally did. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, I think that they're, like, kind of modern heroes because they also, like, 
at St. Joe's do not know how to take blood from little tiny babies. Like, they do their best, but this isn't something they do every day. At Lurie's, they have one person or, like, one team who specializes in drawing blood, and they move from floor to floor to floor, and they do this all day long. So when they would go to, like, start an IV line on Jonas, they had, like, this really cool, like, laser thing where they would, like, scan his, like, little leg, and they could, like, see on his little foot, like, the perfect place, and they would, like, get the placement, like, right away. That's awesome. And then St. Joe's. why did they do that to us? Yeah, I could have used that. I know, right? They were poking all over the place on me. Yeah, I know. I don't (laughs) know why they don't that. Apparently, it's inexpensive. Okay, so they just do it for those who really need it. So, I know, right? I know. But they didn't have anything like that at St. Joe's. So then there's, you know. Yeah. Once again, poor Caleb, like, getting the fucking shaft. Oh, my God. Poor Caleb. Yeah. He had no idea. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So then two weeks later, they're like, uh, okay, so Jonas is like, he's a big kid, you know? I think he was like almost five pounds. I think he was like four pounds, 12 ounces. They're like, he's a big kid. You know, he's ready to go home. And so we meet with the neurosurgeon. He's like, all right. So he's ready to go home. And I'm like, yep. And they're like, all right, we'll do surgery tomorrow so that he can go home. We're like, okay. Like mm. we didn't actually know that surgery was still on the table. Like in mm. my mind, it was still a matter of if, but really like everybody always knew it was when, mm-hmm. but nobody like really fully like communicated that. Um, so then we were going into surgery with our first kid and he like wasn't even supposed to be born yet. And here he is having his first surgery. It's brain surgery. And my mom is keeping Caleb at home and like Keith and I are with Jonas. Mm. And, but this kid is like such a fucking champ. Like I told you about how he was born. So then he goes into his first brain surgery and he comes out and they like warn us. They're like, you know, with little kids, like it could be that he, comes out of surgery and he's already awake or he could be on a ventilator for two or three days. And Mm -hmm. just like, we just let him decide when he's ready to like wake up from his anesthesia. And this kid comes out and he's like wide eyed, like, (laughs) oh my gosh. I mean, he totally looked high, but he's like, what? Like, (laughs) and he literally didn't ever have like any morphine. Like they gave him Tylenol. Oh my God. Tylenol. He had brain surgery. They gave him Tylenol. Wow. Jonas. That's Jonas. Twin A. Little fighter. He's a little boss. Yep. Um, so what did the brain surgery do for him? Did it alleviate the so they did, and all that? Yeah, they did like a, a more, like a less invasive procedure than doing a full shunt because they, they were like a full shunt is a lifetime commitment. He'll never not have it. So we're going to do this thing called a third ventriculostomy instead. And so basically they were just going to like poke a hole in the bottom of the ventricle that was getting backed up and sort of just hoping that that would resolve it, that his body could just kind of handle itself mm-hmm. and that eventually that part of his brain that was too little would just like grow with him and that his brain could eventually start his body could start like reabsorbing that liquid on its own okay. this sounds like medieval like yeah shit right yeah like, yeah it's pretty crazy and- <laughs> yeah so he had this amaya reservoir is what it's called and so it was like a little bump like above his skull and he had a pretty like intense scar and had his little head wrapped um, and they told us at the time, like, there's only a 10% chance that this will work, but we're willing to take that 10% chance because if it does work, you don't have to get a full shunt. Mm-hmm. And again, like the biggest thing with a full shunt is that it's a lifetime commitment and like shunts fail. Like the, the average shunt revision in a lifetime is two to three. So you're oh. like, you are not most likely just going to be able to be a one and done kind of surgery anyway. Oh. So we get the Meyer Reservoir and then we get sent home like... Two or three days later. So you got two kids at home. Two kids at home. Yep. One who just had brain surgery. One who has a cleft palate that we're still trying to figure out how to feed him. The kid without the cleft palate also kind of sucks at eating. And we're like, what? What indeed. Uh, That was the first half of our interview with Janelle. It is so interesting and there's so much information. We had to cut it into two parts. So you will get the rest of the story. We'll hear more about the boys now that they're at home. We'll hear about that next week. In the meantime, if you have any questions for Janelle or for us, you can email us, baddestmothers at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at baddestmothers. If you have a moment to please rate and review us, that'd be awesome. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest on our show, email us. Let us know. We'd love to have them on. Thank you very much. We are Baddest Mothers in the Room.